Welcome to the Faith Lighthouse Church message of the week. We hope that you enjoy this teaching. For more information about this message and other resources, visit mylighthouse.church. We are glad that you're with us today as we begin this new series called Sounds of the Season. Every week we're going to be taking a look at a classic, traditional, however you want to frame it, Christmas song. That each week is going to build upon itself as we look at these songs and, and the significance and the importance and the meaning behind them and what we can glean from them. And I want to encourage you to be here every week as we uh, dig into this series. But we've got some special things planned over the, the, the coming weeks as you came in today. Uh, we had some delicious goodies in the lobby. I know, that, I know it was delicious and, deli- and, and wonderful because everybody was covered back there. Uh, and so every week we're going to have some, uh, some delicious goodies for you to, to partake in. And, to, and isn't that a great thing about Christmas? That you join together and you eat. I mean, that, and, and so we're going to eat and then we're going to fast for 21 days in January. So it all works out. We've got a plan. Just, just track with us. It's going to be good. But, um, but I, I do. I, I personally, I love Christmas. I, I love the Christmas season. I love decorating. I love Christmas music. And, uh, and, and I love the food, as witnessed by my appearance. So it's all good. It's a, it's a great time of the year. And, and over the next couple of weeks, as we dig into this series, I hope uh, that you receive everything that God has for you. I believe God is going to speak to us through the series of this messages over the next five weeks. And so, again, uh, be a part of it. And, and as you probably uh, were able to tell, that our song of today is, O Come, All Ye Faithful. We had a chance to sing it together corporately and, and hear a, a wonderful uh, team of people sing this song. But have you ever considered... The words to the song. That the, 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 the power and the meaning behind, O come all ye faithful. That it's probably a song that you have sung every Christmas. It's probably a song that, that from a little kid you can remember being in church singing, O come all ye faithful. That it's one of those songs that, that, that is just tradition. It's something that we sing. But do you ever stop and, and listen and, and look at the words that we're singing? There are powerful words in, in this song, and, 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 and typically, in, in most songs that we sing, there is a lot of power behind them, but they lose their meaning, because over the course of time, we become uh, just used to the song. Well, that's the song that we sing all the time, and, and it just, yeah, we sing it at Christmas, and that's the only time that we sing it, and, and it may lose some meaning over time as, as you sing it over and over and over again. So I hope and I pray over the next couple of weeks that these songs that will, will shed a new light on some of the songs that maybe you're familiar with and songs that you, yeah, you know, I, I, I just sing the words of those songs and you don't even have to think about it because you just know it. That you don't even have to think about the words of the song because it's just something that you've always done. And that's why I love that we can come to church and, and we sing different songs, a variety of songs that they don't become stale or they don't become dry, that... that, that there are great songs that we've sung in the past, but we don't sing them as much anymore because we wore them out. <laughs> and they don't have the meaning that they first did. And that's what happens with a lot of Christmas songs. As you hear it for the first time, and go, wow, that's amazing. And then you wear it out, and then, well, it's kind of lost its meaning. But I hope and I pray over the next few weeks that these songs will, will inspire new thought, will inspire new life in you as we look at these traditional songs. Now... More specifically, about O Come All Ye Faithful. Now, a little bit of background to the song. Originally, it was written in Latin, by, uh, attributed to John Francis Wade way back, way, 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 way back in the 18th century. That was a long time ago. It was 
later uh, translated by Fre- Frederick Oakley in 1841 to the traditional, to the, the version that we sing today. So originally this song was written in Latin and, and then translated in the mid-1800s to English. This song has been around for a long time. If you have been in church around Christmas from the 18th century on, you've heard this song. But I think we've lost some of its meaning, that we've lost some of its power behind it because it's just something that we always sing. But I want to take a look at specifically the, the title of itself, Come All Ye Faithful, Joyful and Triumphant. Those that are faithful to the Lord, those that are full of joy, those that are triumphant, that's what we want Christmas to be, right? We want to have uh, our hearts full of faith in God, that, that we want to have joy, the joy of the season. We, we, we want to be triumphant every day of our lives. We don't want to live defeated lives. We want to be triumphant. That's what we want Christmas to be. That's our, our heart's desire, that, that that's what it, 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 it all adds up to be, that we are, we are full of faith, that we're full of joy, that, that we are triumphant in everything, that, in every situation that we face. But what happens when we don't feel that way? What happens when we are doubtful, depressed, and defeated? We don't sing, oh, come all doubtful. Oh, come all ye depressed and defeated. And so if we are doubtful, if we are depressed, or we feel defeated, then we feel like we can't sing the words of the song, or there is something wrong with us. That I don't have my, my, my life full of faith. And that, that I've got doubts. I've got questions. God, I don't understand all that you're doing in my life. That there's some doubts in my life. Or I don't feel full of joy. I am depressed. The things that I've gone through this year. I'm, I'm not joyful. Or maybe you feel defeated. I know some people feel that way around Christmas. That, that for most, we want Christmas to be a joyous, happy, wonderful time. But for some, it is not that. What's that song? I'll have a blue Christmas. I'm not going to sing, I promise. I'm not like one of those people. I'm not holding anything back, trust me. But there are so many songs that talk about joy and happiness and, and even, oh, come all ye faithful. But what happens when we don't feel that way? We want to be full of faith. We want to be full of joy. We want to be triumphant, but we don't feel that way. You see, singing this song, it's a, it's a call to us that, that, that we would come, all that are faithful. So if we're not, that means we can't come? Is that what it's saying? No, it's not. It's not saying that. But how can we become full of faith? How can we become full of joy? How can we become triumphant? That's what I want to focus on today. That we look at the words of the song and we may not feel that way. We, that would not describe our lives. How can we be that way? Well, first thing, the good news about everything is that Jesus ultimately is the one who's doing the calling. Jesus is the one that is calling out to you and I. Jesus is the one that is calling us if we feel like we don't have a whole lot of faith. Jesus is the one that is calling to us if we feel depressed. Jesus is the one who is calling to us if we feel defeated. Jesus is the one who calls. How do I know this? Well, let's take a look at some scripture this morning. You see, Jesus calls the weary and the burdened. If you have your Bibles, you can turn there. I'm going to jump around to, to a couple different scripture verses this morning. We'll have them up on the screen for you. But first, Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28. Come to me, all you who are weary, who are burdened, and I will give you rest. Jesus, again is the one doing the calling. 
Jesus is the one that is calling out to you and I. Jesus is the one that is calling out to those who are weary and those who are burdened. You may feel weary and burdened. You go through the course of the past week, the past few months, and go, I am exhausted. I am tired. I am defeated. That just everything that I've I've tried to put my hands on, and I just feel defeat after defeat after defeat. I just don't know what to do. I I, I can't grab, I, I don't know what's going on. And you feel weary. You feel burdened. Jesus is saying, come to me. He's calling out to us, come to me. If you feel weary, if you feel heavy, burdened down, call to me. Come to me, I am calling you. And what does he promise to give us? I will give you rest. There's nothing like a Thanksgiving nap, right? There's nothing like just enjoying all the food and and, and the company of others, but just kind of going off and, and sitting on the couch. I didn't get that this year. I want it next year, I'm just saying. But just going off somewhere and just finding a cozy place and taking a nap for a few minutes. Isn't that, it's just, it's just, oh, just rest. Oh, it feels so good. There's something like, and many of you will probably go home and take a nap today. That's great. There's something, there's something about rest that we all need. There is something inside of us that we work, we work, we go, we go, we go. And just taking time to rest. And Jesus is saying, if you feel weary, if you feel burdened, come to me and I will give you rest. If that is what you're seeking, then you need to go to Jesus. He is the one who you will find rest in. So Jesus, number one, calls those who are burdened, calls out to those that feel weary. Number two, Jesus calls the sinner. Matthew 9, 12, and 13. On hearing this, Jesus said, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. For I have not come to call the righteous, but the sinners. Jesus is calling out to all of us that are in sin, all of us that are living outside of what God has for us. And Jesus is saying, those are the people that I'm coming for. I'm not coming for the righteous. I am coming for the sinner. Doctors don't go to sick people. Doctors go to sick people. They don't go to healthy people. I'll get it right. That didn't make sense. No, it didn't. Doctors go to the sick. Nobody ever, you know, you go to the, to the doctor once or twice a year, depending upon your, your plan or whatever it may be, and, and you go for your wellness check, right? How many of us actually do that? It, yeah, maybe hit or miss, but usually the only time we go to the doctor is when we're sick, when there's something wrong with us. And that's what Jesus is saying. That's why I have come. I am calling out to those that need me. That Jesus is calling out to the weary. Jesus is calling out to the weak. Jesus is calling out to the sinners. Jesus is calling it out to those that don't have it all figured out yet. But the better news is he doesn't just call us and then just leave us there. You see, Jesus calls out to us. Jesus is calling to all of us. But he doesn't say, okay, I've called you. Here you are. And then I'm going to leave you there. You know, I loved what Suzette was talking about when she was sharing you know, about discipleship. That's what the important part is and that Jesus is discipling us and as we grow in our walk with God that we don't just come to salvation and and a relationship with Christ and that's it. There's so much more. It's a deeper relationship that God has for us. Jesus calls us but then takes us further. Look at 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old is gone, The new is here. 
Jesus is calling us into this new creation that if we have this relationship with Christ, we become a new creation and he's calling us further. The old is in the past and the new is here. We love, at least I do, when I say we, maybe all of us, but I love on Christmas morning seeing my kids open up their brand new Christmas presents. Why? Because it's new, it's exciting. But then what happens a couple days later? It becomes old. What happened to that thing that you got for Christmas? I don't know. It's in the toy box or somewhere. I don't know. But it's new, it's exciting, it's fresh. Jesus has called us that we have become a new creation. The old is gone. What we were is gone. It's in the past, but we hold on to it for far too long. When we come to this salvation, this relationship with Christ, we are new. We are created new, leaving the old behind. But what we try to do is drag the old with us. And he's saying, no, I've called you and I'm bringing you out. I'm calling you further. God is calling us to be a new creation. The old is gone. Forget it even existed. He calls us into this relationship to be a new creation. So he calls us. It's important as the the title, Oh Come. Jesus is the one that is calling you and I. But what happens after that? What does Jesus help us become after he's called us? After he's developed and this new life has become, what happens next? There are three things that happen next. Number one, Jesus helps us become more faithful. Hebrews 12, 2. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Our faith comes from Jesus. How can we sing this song? Oh, come all ye faithful. How do I become faithful? Our faith comes from Jesus. We become faithful because we're putting our hope and our trust in Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. How can this faith grow? How can we become more faithful in God, in Christ? Romans 10, 17. So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. You know, God has a plan in all of this. This isn't just something that he just through together. It all works together. God is calling us into something. Jesus is calling us and and, and allowing us to become faithful. How do we become faithful? Through Christ and through the hearing of his word. Hearing the word of God should build our faith. It should build your faith from the inside out. When we hear God's word, and that's my hope is today and every week that when we come together, you hear the word of God, your faith may rise. It may not be everything you want to hear, and that's what the great thing about God's word is. It's not what we want to hear, it's what we need to hear. But ultimately, we can be convicted by the word of God, but our faith can still rise. Listen to this verse. Listen to what God speaks in Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 43, verse 2 and 3. When you pass through the water, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. What happened on the inside when I read that verse? 
What happened to your faith when you read those words, when you heard those words? If you have a relationship with Jesus, something should have happened on the inside. Your faith should have grown on the inside to realize that God is with me. No matter what valley I face, no matter what waters, no matter what fire I may face, God is with me. I will not be overcome. Nothing will take over me. That is my faith in God. He is the one who sustains me. He is the sustainer of my faith. Something should rise on the inside of us. That's why it is my hope and my prayer that you make a priority to be at church every week so our faith may be on the inside, may grow every week as we join together. In the middle of pain, in the middle of hurt, in the middle of loss, you may say, how in the world can my faith grow when I am in this terrible time? I've lost somebody who I love dearly. When I've lost everything that I thought was important, how can my faith rise? It's in those times that I have found in my life that my faith rises in the troubled times. When life is great, when life is wonderful, what happens? I'm not depending upon him as much as I need to. When life is great, I thank God for his blessings, but I take for granted what he's done. In the challenging and difficult times, I realize I can't do it on my own. That I have to put my faith in something greater than myself. That my faith rises in the middle of that. There have been many challenging times in my life. And there have been times that people have faced just things that you would just shake your head and go, How are you still walking? How are you still moving? Why are you not just in a corner somewhere? Because of my faith in God. What do you mean your faith in God? How? Because I've seen him. He's worked. He's moved in the middle of all of this. And I still know that he is with me. That even though I've gone through challenging times, I still know that he is with me. Because I know what his word says. My faith has grown on the inside. It's through the challenging times that our faith grows that Jesus ultimately helps us become more faithful. God is with us no matter what we go through. No matter what challenge, what adversity we face, God is ultimately with us. It's not easy to go through difficult times. It's not easy to stand in the middle of a fire and go, man, man, God, you got this. But you can stand and rest assured, God, I know you're on my side. I know you're with me because I know what your word has said. I know what your word says to me. Our faith rises in the middle of challenges and adversities. Jesus helps us to be more faithful. Number two, Jesus helps us to become more joyful. Galatians 5.22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, so on and so forth. But I want to I key in on that second word, joy. The fruit of the Spirit, one of the fruits of the Spirit is joy. Now, joy is a right relationship with God. Joy is a right relationship with God. It's not something that we can create on our own. We can't create joy on our own. Joy ultimately comes from a deeper place. It comes from our relationship with God. Okay, an apple tree is only going to produce what? Apples, right? An apple tree is not going to produce oranges. If it does, it's an orange tree. That's not an apple tree. So in our relationship, our walk with God our right relationship with God, there are things that we are going to produce, and joy is one of those. We are going to produce joy because our right relationship with God. Now, this is where the confusion comes in. 
but I'm not happy. But I'm not happy. You can still have joy and not be happy. We can have joy and not be happy. Well, how in the world does that work? Let me tell you. Happiness depends on happenings. Happiness, the feelings, the emotions of happiness, depends on things that are around us. I guarantee you, if any of you walk out to your car in a few minutes when we release, and you found $100,000 sitting by your car, you would be happy, right? And then you come back here, and then you write a check, because it's mine somehow. I don't know. I lost it. Now I'm not so happy, Pastor. No. Again, (laughs) based on happenings. Happiness is based on, if you hit every single green light going through Plant City or driving on Del Mabry in Tampa or a memorial in Lakeland, wherever you are, you're going to be happy. Man, I hit every green light. That never happens. God's favor is trying not to do me today. Woohoo, this is awesome. If you hit every red light or you're stuck on I-4, you are not happy because you are sitting in traffic. And red light after red light and tail light after tail light. It's based on your surroundings. Happiness depends on happiness. But hear this, joy depends on Jesus. Joy depends on Jesus. Joy comes from something deep inside. Joy comes to a, through a right relationship in God. You may not be happy, but you can still be full of joy. You can be discouraged but still have joy because it's something inside of you that you ultimately know that God has me in his hands. That there is something about you that you may be going through a difficult time. And and people can look at you and go, why aren't you as upset as you should be about that? Because I've got joy in my life. Because I ultimately know that God has me. That I can be full of joy and my situation around me may not be the greatest but I still have joy. Because it's a right relationship on God. You see, joy is something that doesn't come from the world. Happiness can come from the world, but joy does not come from this this world. And we see it play out in the Christmas story. Look at Luke chapter 2, verse 10 and 11. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people Not for a few people, not for a select few people, but for all people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. A Savior has been born to you. That gives us joy. To know that that we have a Savior who is who is capable of breaking death, who is capable of breaking the bondage of sin. That gives us joy. It gives us a hope for a future. Despite what I see, I know there's a greater hope for a future for me, for my kids, for my family. Even though my world feels like it's falling apart, I know there is something greater because I have this joy that comes from God. A joy that is so much greater than based on any circumstance that I may ever face. Joy to all people that we have in God. Jesus helps us to become more faithful. He helps us to be full of joy. And number three, Jesus helps us become triumphant. We read such a powerful example of how Jesus helps us become triumphant. And, that's a, and, and, and that, that word, that's, 
when you see that, you hear that word, you automatically think victory, right? You, you automatically think that this is, this is something good, that, that it's a victory. We all want victory, right? We, no matter what, we want victory. We want to be triumphant in everything. Look what Isaiah says. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 and 7. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time and forever. See, it's important that we realize who's on our side. When you're, when you're going into any battle, when you're going into any situation where there's confrontation or conflict, it's important to know who is on your side and who has your back. You know, I, I, I love hearing stories of those that have been in battle, that have been you know, in real-life combat battle. I have, I have never been, I've never served in the military, anything of that nature, but I love hearing stories of those that have served and, and watching you know, documentaries and things like that to hear these amazing stories. And, and one thing that you hear time and time again is, is you see these, these guys that are, are fighting together and they have a common enemy. You know, they, they, they have a common goal, they have a common enemy, but to know who has their back. And you hear stories of these guys and they're, they're, they're in foxholes or, or they're fighting together on a ship or whatever it is and go, I know my buddy had my back. That no matter what I faced, no matter what, uh, what fire rained down on us, I know my buddy had my back and I had his. To know that somebody cares about you that much that you will go into battle for each other. There are some of you that have siblings like this. That it doesn't matter what you said or what you've done, they've got your back. And they'll find out the details later. But if you're throwing punches, they're going to be right in there in the middle of it. Because I got my sister, I got my brother's back. Isn't that a great thing to know that somebody has your back that much? That you can do something so stupid and so ill-conceived, but somebody has your back? That's amazing. That's great. Now, they may smack you upside the head and say, why did you ever get in a situation like this? But that's later. But right now, in the middle of it, we're, we're throwing down together. You've got, I've got your back and you've got mine. It's good to know who has our back. It, it gives us confidence to know, no matter what we face, that somebody's got my back. That I can find victory because of the person who's fighting with me. And we just see a powerful example of how triumphant Jesus is. It's important that we realize that even going back to a baby in a manger, who Jesus was and who he still is. That Jesus was and still is King of Kings. Jesus was and still is Lord of Lords. Jesus was and still is Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. Jesus was and still is the chosen one to save us from our sin. He was and still is the author and perfecter of our faith. He was and still is the Prince of Peace. He was and still is the bread of life. He was and still is the light of the world. That's who Jesus was and that's who he is. Born, the king of angels. That is who is on our side. That is who we find victory in. That is how we become triumphant. To know that even as a baby in a manger, that's who he was and that's who he is today. That's having somebody who has your back. 
We need to understand who fights for us. We need to understand that Jesus is calling out to us. Jesus is calling out to you today. We sing the words of the song, Oh, come, all you faithful. But he is calling out to you today. He's calling out to you today saying, You come to me who are weary, who are burdened, who may not feel victorious. I'm calling out to you today. You may not feel full of faith. You may not feel full of joy today. You may feel defeated today, but Jesus is calling out to you. Just because you may not feel full of faith, just because you may not feel joyful, you may not feel triumphant, does not mean that you cannot be full of faith, that you can't be full of joy, that you can't be triumphant. Because Jesus ultimately is the one who's calling us. And he's not only calling us, but he's bringing us further. He's calling us into relationship with him. And he's calling us into something deeper. Across the room today, if you would, if you would close your eyes and bow your heads this morning. I hope and I pray that through the Holy Spirit you have been challenged. I hope that your faith has been inspired. I hope that your faith on the inside has risen. Maybe you came into here today and and thought, oh my gosh, the church is in Christmas lights already. Seriously, just a couple days after Thanksgiving. Bah humbug. I want you to be inspired today, to be full of faith, to be full of joy, to be triumphant, that this may not be your favorite time of the year. You may not feel full of faith. You just want the days to pass by so everything gets tucked away. But I pray and I hope this Christmas season you can find faith. That you can find joy, unspeakable joy. That you can find victory and triumph over every situation that you may be facing. All it takes is for you to willingly submit your life to Christ and say, Jesus, I know you're calling me. You're calling my name. You're calling out to me. It just simply means putting your faith in him. Jesus, I trust in you. I trust that you were born a baby in a manger, but you didn't stay that baby in a manger, but you grew. And that you came and you walked this earth and you died for my sins. But you overcame. You were triumphed over death and the grave. And I can have a relationship with you and you're calling out to me. It takes just a simple submission of faith to say, Jesus, I believe in you. And I pray this morning that you take that act of faith and simply call out to him, Jesus, I believe in you. I know you called me my name. And you may be here today and you're going, you know what, I just, I know the story. I know the story of Christmas, and, but I just don't feel it. I don't, I, don't, I don't feel full of joy. I hope and I pray that today your faith has been inspired by the hearing of God's word. And that every week when you come back and every day that you open up his word, that something on the inside of you stirs that Jesus is the one who's calling out to you.
that your faith would grow in him even in the middle of a difficult time in your life, that your faith can grow to know that even though you may be walking in the middle of a fire, he is with you and you will not be burned. That who is on your side, that who, that, that's the one that you can look to to find victory, to know that he has your back. Holy Spirit, I pray you speak to our hearts. Speak to us. Speak to us. What's the Holy Spirit saying to you today? With every head bowed and every eye closed, if you're here today and say, Pastor, I, I, I just need, I want to be full of faith. My, my faith has been tested that I've gone through a lot. Over the next days and weeks, I want to be inspired. I, I want the Holy Spirit to reveal in his word. And, and when I come to church, that, that I want my faith to rise. If that's you, just raise your hand. Every eye closed, every head bowed. I want to pray for you today. Is there anybody in here today? Head, thank you for those hands. If there's anybody here today, you're saying, I've lost my joy. I, I, I don't know where it went, but it just is not there. God, I want joy. I want this to be a joyful time. Raise your hand. Put it up, put it right back down. Thank you for those hands. And if there's anybody here today, you say, I just need victory. I just need to, I want to walk in victory. Raise your hand, put it right up, put it right back down. Thank you for those hands. Heavenly Father, you've seen every one of the hands raised today. And I pray for every person that they would find faith. That their faith would rise over the next days and weeks. That every time that we come together and they open up your word, that, that something on the inside of them will rise. That we will find joy this deep sense of joy to know that it's because our relationship with you, that even though our circumstances may not look the greatest, we can still have joy in the middle of it. And those that are, that are just need victory, God, I pray that they can overcome the, 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 the traps of the enemy, the, the adversities that he's placed around them, to understand that you have our backs that we go to battle with you, but you have overcome death. You have overcome the grave. You have overcome sin. And that we can stand in victory. Jesus, you have called out to each and every one of us, and we are thankful. So thankful. In Jesus' name, everyone says amen. If you would stand this morning, let's close one more time today. As a reminder of this song, O come all ye faithful, that we can all come, and ultimately Jesus is calling us. Thanks for listening to the message of the week. If you've enjoyed this teaching, would you consider a gift to support the ministry of FLC? Visit mylighthouse.church forward slash give. Faith Lighthouse Church is located at 3409 Paul Buckman Highway in Plant City, Florida. Our weekly worship services are held on Sundays at 11 a.m. We also have various life groups and programs for all ages that meet throughout the week. We'd love for you to be a part of what God is doing in Plant City.